Well, of course, the next day I get a text message and she's like pissed off that the refrigerator isn't working. And she's sending me pictures of her thermometer in my fridge and like telling me that there's a certain temperature for refrigerators and I'm not meeting that expectation. Are you serious? What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Once Upon a BNB. We are your hosts. I'm Maha. I'm Ansley. And this is Ian. And we have a second Zoom guest. Yeah, we're getting a little bit better at this. It only took us like 45 minutes to figure it out this time. But Felicia, <laughs> welcome to Once Upon a b and hey. Thank you so much for joining us all the way from Las Vegas, right? Yes, from Las Vegas. What's the weather like over there? We have a beautiful day today. It's a scar for me. It is freezing (laughs) out here. Is it freezing? Yeah, yesterday was literally freezing. I think it was like 32 degrees. That's why I left. I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to Miami. See y'all later. Way too cold. It is cold. I can't wait for my scarves, but I don't know about freezing. I don't know. I'll pass on that Well, it gets cold (laughs) at night there now, right? I was there a couple weeks ago for work. Yeah, a little bit. We're going to be in the backyard drinking tonight, though, so it's not terrible yet. It's not terrible. That sounds fun. I'm jealous. <laughs> I know. I want to be in the backyard <laughs> drinking. Right. We can if we have, like, a fire. Follow me on Instagram. You'll see it later. <laughs> oh, I was just stalking your Instagram, and you are quite the superwoman. So a mom, a wife, a realtor, an Airbnb super host, and an Air Force vet. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Proud Air Force vet. Yep. What's your handle? Or at? Uh, it's just my name. So it's at Felicia Rexford. But my name is spelled really funny. So it's F-A-L-I-S-H-A. I think my mom was on something. <laughs> asked her how to spell that. It works. It works. Right. Yeah. So that's for all our Same followers. Same for YouTube. Can... So I'm on YouTube now, too. I saw your YouTube videos. You're entertaining very much. So I love your personality. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. It's still new for me. So <laughs> so which came first, real estate or Airbnb? Air Force came first. And then the market crashed in about, you know, 2007, 2008. And I was in the military still. And in Las Vegas, we got hit super, super hard. People were short selling left and right. I was doing everything Air Force related still, but realizing that the the home values were like seventy and eighty thousand dollars for single family residences out here. So one of my coworkers actually decided to sell her house, and I went home. I was like twenty four years old, figured out what twenty percent of twenty percent was of eighty thousand dollars, and looked at my husband, going, "Holy crap, we can do this!" You know, so. We actually started out kind of on the investment side of the house, buying at a really young age, trying to kind of build up a little portfolio. And then at some point, I obviously realized, like, maybe I should go get my license, too. Maybe I should go get my real estate license in the event. Yeah. And in the event, I was doing anything. So it was never intended to be a full-time thing. It was never, like, my intention. But finding a niche and marketing yourself to a niche, which I did for my military, you know, families— it just took off bigger than I could have ever really fathomed. Yeah, so we did that. And then um, the Airbnbs came around when I kind of wanted to, I bought a house in California. I was doing, I, I have to watch my terminology with a flip, but it was like a long flip slash rental. And I wanted to sell it. And so I used the 1031 exchange vessel to buy my first cabin. Yep. And then that's how that kind of 
sparked my Airbnb life. And once you start getting the taste of something, you know, that you like, I'm like, hmm. Was the cabin in Las Vegas the first, your first Airbnb property? So we actually sold the house in California, bought a cabin in Utah. So this cabin sits in between Zion and Bryce Canyon National Park. So really great for hiking and things like that. Since then, we've purchased two other ones in Big Bear, California, if you know that area. So it's like a little mountain town in Southern California. Okay, yeah, I saw those on your Instagram. Um, How long have you had those properties? The last two, I bought one. Well, I bought both in 2021. So, excuse me, 2020. I bought both last year, but I bought one. I closed like in January and the second one I closed in December. So... Just picking like two beautiful places that you wanted to. Did you just pick the two two locations? Was that Bid Bear and and, uh, just like this is awesome views? Yeah. Well, I'm from Southern California. My husband and I are. So Big Bear was where we used to go and like ditch high school to go snowboarding. So it was like a little sentimental. Okay. So 24. Yeah. Okay. And 24, that is a young age to step into the industry for sure. Definitely. How would you describe your personality? Have you always been a go getter? Just super ambitious and just drop yeah, out I'm there. Yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, my friends have told me this, so I'm just going to use this. You know, a lot of people are always like, where does Felicia get her energy? And my friends tell people like I'm on crack, which is not true. I am not. I am not. But I, de- you know, I came from a really, <laughs> <laughs> I came from a really poor background, you know, Um My parents didn't have much. That's why I enlisted into the Air Force, because I never had medical. I never had dental. We never had money. And I was trying to put myself through college, waitressing, doing all the things. And I definitely had an epiphany moment where I'm like, fuck, if I don't, sorry. I've heard Ian cuss. Yeah, we we say anything on this podcast. You're fine. Okay, so I just had a moment where I was like, God, I got to stop this cycle or nobody's coming to help me. Like, nobody's coming to help me, you know? So um, that's kind of what made me go into the Air Force. And ever since then, it's just, I'm also the firstborn, you know? So I felt like I needed to kind of like show my, you know, younger siblings what to do. My husband was always, you know, doing good. I felt like I needed to contribute to the relationship. Him and I have been married actually for 17 years. We've been together for over 21. High school sweethearts. So... Well, technically, like on and off before that. But yeah, we started dating officially in high school and have been together ever since. Sounds like a happy notebook. I love it. You should definitely write a book about (laughs) your life. You've lived quite the life already, it sounds like. Is your husband in the industry with you too? Does he do real estate or Airbnb stuff? So he's a fire captain out here in Las Vegas for Clark County Fire Department. But his passion and I and I mean, it's funny to say because he has a beautiful career that he's established all on his own. But he eats, sleeps and breathes real estate Um, more so on the investment side. So he's always bringing like information to me. We can't travel anywhere without listening to Bigger Pockets, Bearded Brandon and David Turner. I'm sure you guys know them. And, you know, we're always trying to like build our family portfolio. You know, I we want to build something to hand off to our kids that's truly, a, you know, substantial and give them the ability to create something that we never had the opportunity of. So I, I feel like we're putting in that foundational work and really working while trying to teach our children um, the industry. And then I hope that they're educated enough and have been immersed in the industry enough 
to grab that portfolio and make it something that I can't even fathom, you know? That's so that's kind of I'm the, sure the family will. goal. I'm yeah. excited for y'all's HGTV yeah. show. That's yeah, right. seriously. Right. <laughs> Next, that's coming on the way for sure. Have they witnessed both the good and the bad? So like the craziest side of real estate and the ups. I'm pretty sure, you know, they have to celebrate with you all, all the big wins. So they, do they it, know girl. about this story so, that you're going to share? Yeah, I mean, I've got a couple, but I mean, I am the the realtor here in Vegas that isn't always going to show up to show houses suited and booted. Like if I just came from soccer practice and I have my kids, you're going to get to see the house. You're going to get the best version of me, but you may also see my kids. And I love the people that allow me to be me because we're human. I got to be able to do that kind of thing. But I secondarily love the fact that my boys get to see every aspect of real estate, you know? For example, last Christmas, I we closed on our Tinkerbell cabin, which is a little cabin in uh, Big Bear, California. And we told our kids, we're not doing Christmas. I'm not, we're not buying gifts. We're not doing Christmas. We're renovating our new cabin together as a family. We'll take some down days. We'll go snowboarding one day. And we, we ended up going twice. So I have like an entire folder on my phone of us doing floors, rehabbing kitchens. I mean, living in the dust with snow outside. They're in it. They're in it. They did not do Christmas. We did not have a Christmas tree, that kind of thing. But I feel like that those are the things that, those are the memories. You Like I can buy them shit and wrap it and put a bow on it, you know, that they're never, ever, ever going to remember. Or they can remember, you know, spending time in the cabin and rehabbing it with my parents. And then we went snowboarding and you know, I mean, we did dishes, we did our dishes in the bathroom sink all the way to the last day. Like that was our life, you know? So probably feel some ownership in that. that stuff. Yeah. In the house. Yeah. They, they like yeah. built the cabin with y'all. That's really cool. How old yeah. are your kids? Nine and eleven now. Oh, okay. nine, they are working. Yes. <laughs> That's for beautiful. sure working. I That's was trying crazy. to talk with my nine-year-old today about his business plan. I'm like, it's never too early. I'm just saying. Aww. I'm here to talk about a business plan when you are. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm excited about y'all's Shark Tank episode, too. Right. Yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking that. So what do you have for us? I heard you have a couple stories to share. Yeah. You know, I'm going to start off by just saying, like, I listened to some of, like, Princesses. She, that was such a good one. And I just was like... I was really engaged. Like, what did she do? Not to mention her age and just, mm, I really yeah, enjoyed her I was as very a guest. Impressed but, with her. Dude, like super blown away. But I mean, she had this like mega story with like party people and people parking on her grass. I would have flipped the F out, like all of the stuff. I have, I think maybe some more, um, I guess, typical. So I even have a couple typical, like what to expect. Cause I feel like that's what you guys are trying to get out there to the world. Like, you're going to do an Airbnb. Here's the shit to expect, you know? So I'll start off with one. And, you know, it was it was refreshing to hear a couple of your guys' episodes to hear, like, one of my biggest issues with the Airbnb platform specifically, like the Airbnb app, is that I don't feel like a lot of the times they back 
like the owners, oh, the yeah. landlords. Absolutely. You know? Except for the last yeah, guest the last we had. Guest, yeah, that was the only time. Apparently, he, like Airbnb paid him like 15 grand for his damages or something like that. I was like, we've never heard of them actually helping was, anybody. Do we not forget this? It was the PR thing. It was because there was some sexual assault. Oh, oh yeah, right. That's violence. right. There was, there was like a domestic violence issue happening in one of his Airbnbs. So uh, I think when like, yeah, when there could be a, a public relations scandal, they jump on it pretty quickly. But otherwise, what like, episode was that? I want to tune into that I don't think it's been released yet. We just recorded it. It's on the way. Stay stay tuned. tuned. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, don't. Okay. Your story doesn't have to be super, like, dramatic. It can be informative, entertaining, etc. We know we have some really wild stories. So tell us what to expect as a host. Yeah. So, so yeah. So this one isn't, like, like extravagant, I guess. But it's ridiculous. Because some people are just jerks. And it's like... You know, hey, I come from the waitressing industry. Like, I would know the t- if a person sat down with a certain kind of, like, vibe coming at me, I knew that they were there to get a free meal. Like, they were going to bitch no matter if I had the best service. They came. And I've noticed that kind of rearing its head on Airbnb. You know, when they check in, how they're talking to you. Like, this person is not going to be satisfied. No, not in person, but I do manage my Airbnbs myself. So that is something, like, I, you're getting, you're communicating with me only, you know? So, and yeah, the Airbnb messages. Yeah. Communicating. Yeah. Like just how they talk to you and stuff and like just negative Nancy's right off the cuff. You're like, this is not going to be a good stay. I already know this is not going to be a good stay. You're looking for things to be wrong, you know? And so this looking back was a good one because I go back and I read the messages and I'm like, "Mm, this person kind of like she gave me some indicators that I didn't pick up on, and I should have. I should have picked up on yeah, them Yeah, we've had a lot know? of hosts ignore so, red flags and regret it later. Yeah, because, I mean, you want the booking. You want the review. Obviously, you're looking at the money, you know, that kind of thing. But so anyways, um, to lay the the story, I guess, or the, the foundation, this is for one of my cabins in Big Bear, California. It's a little two-bedroom, one-bath. Um, the Tinkerbell, and is there another one? Is this different this than the- be- Yeah, North, it's on North Shore. Okay. The Tinkerbell one's so cute. I love that freaking cabin. This one's on North Shore. Does it have it's a name? Old, it's uh, Rexford's Retreat on North Shore Lane, and the other one's... So we do we do Rexford's Retreat, or R&R, in style and comfort, is kind of our like little tagline since my last name's Rexford, so R&R. So that one is uh, Rexford's Retreat on North Shore. It's an older cabin. Also, a little bit of backstory. Most cabins, like my Utah cabin and my Big Bear cabins, like nobody really has air conditioning. You're on the mountain. And that's that's a normal. That's not just mine. That's that's normal. That's you a know? lot of California um, in general. Yeah, we open up the doors and the windows. And if it's a little warm at 2 o'clock, you're not supposed to be inside the cabin anyways. Like you're in the mountains to enjoy the hikes and the bikes and all that stuff. So like get your ass outside type of thing. So it was uh, June or July. It was the summer months. And these people checked in and they instantly started saying, you know, I don't think that your refrigerator is cooling. I don't think your refrigerator is cooling. The funny part to this was that the last people in the cabin, it was my me and my family. Like, and we had just left like a day or two before. So like, you know, hey, everything was working when I was there. And I'm not saying that a, a refrigerator can't go out, but it also was brand new. I think the refrigerator, yeah, was probably about six months old because we had just closed on the cabin in January. And then this was the summer and I had just bought that refrigerator. So a couple like things going against them. I was just there. It was working and it's brand new. So I feel like it should be okay. But mm-hmm. 
Yeah, all of it. So they're like, we just don't think that it's cooling. So that was like the seed. They dropped the, you know, like, hey, they're already unhappy. They just checked in and they're unhappy. So I'm, and to get people to come to your properties on, in a mountain town, like, I mean, not, I know that everybody's really thin now everywhere, but like on a mountain town, it's That's d- not double, happening. triple that. It's, right. it's not easy. No, it's not easy. So, um, but I'm on the phone and I'm calling tons of like appliance repair companies. Can you get out there? This, that, the other. Of course, I'm communicating with her. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt your stay, but I obviously want to resolve this issue. Can somebody come by the property? That was a hindrance to her for somebody to come by and fix the problem, which you were telling me about. So she gave me like a small window. Then she gave me a small window the following day for somebody to come by. And so again, I'm trying to like be logical. Okay, well, maybe you keep your stuff in ice chests, in your ice chests or coolers before you, if you think there's a problem. And they're like, yeah, we're going to do that. Well, of course, the next day I get a text message and she's like pissed off that the refrigerator isn't working. And she's sending me, pictures of her thermometer in my fridge and like telling me that there's a certain temperature for refrigerators and I'm not meeting that expectation. Are you I'm serious? Like, wow. I swear on everything. What is uh, the, uh, so yeah, like, what is the, what what's is the, the temp? <laughs> right. 98 yeah, for I, your I, humans. <laughs> I know. So I had to go back and look and, sh- and of course she, now she's a specialist. Okay. Right. So by this time, the next day, she's a specialist in the food preparation and this, that, the other, and, that's why she carries a thermometer and all this stuff. Uh, yeah, why like, did she even bring a thermometer to an Airbnb in the mountains? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, this so, is scientific again, research. I'm like, right. <laughs> and then the next message is my, my me and my family have just wasted $400 of food. And I am, we bought steaks and we bought this and it's all spoiled now. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, because at this point, like she's she's really building her case. And it's obvious to me where I'm sitting that she's building a case. That's exactly what she's doing. Because you know? food wouldn't even spoil and that quickly, even if it was unrefrigerated, unless it was like 100 degrees outside. What is the, the yeah. climate at this time of year in Big Bear? It was warm. It was warm. And so I was trying to give her the benefit of, of the doubt that maybe the cabin was warm and the refrigerator was having a hard time keeping up. So I'm 75% not believing her, but 25% of me is like, I'm still going to try to fix the problem. Remember, I actually had somebody on the hook to come the night before and come check on the refrigerator, but it was not good timing for them. They were the ones that told me that I had to have somebody to come back the following day. But by the following day, they've also now thrown away an entire... Because I'm sure the refrigerator probably was working just fine, but... And, and let me like let I'm gonna fast forward to the ending. The refrigerator's effing fine. It's still <laughs> the same refrigerator Shocker. that's there. Two people came out to look at it. Both people were like, "Nothing's wrong." I don't even have. I guess like your coils can freeze up. They're like, I, I can't even like unfreeze coils. Like everything's fine. Um, and so this was kind of like the preface. And I thought that this was like a really good teachable lesson for your viewers on a little bit of the Airbnb side of them not necessarily having your back. So. Now I've got unhappy guests. In my head, I'm already thinking, now I'm getting a bad review for this. Even if it's not my fault, I'm getting a bad review right. for this. Did you right? have to pay for them to I, come check on the refrigerator? Like, was of that course, extra? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... It was probably extra expensive because it was like up a mountain. Up a mountain. And, Which is d- so scary driving up a mountain because I've done it before. I think it's really crazy. <laughs> 
and the refrigerator. It is, and but yeah, and everything costs it more at this in the mountain. You know, like the, when you get when the <laughs> guy gets the there, yeah, is he not like all right, crank? You know, it's turned it. You know, like was it not Did like he a, have a thermometer? Yeah, I actually googled <laughs> yeah, it by the exactly. way. Forty degrees. I checked it out. Like, oh, did you? I was gonna say I haven't. I should have like written down all that information. But trust me, trust me. When she had the thermometer in there, I'm like googling like a mad person. Yeah. <laughs> so what did Airbnb yeah, do? It was nothing. Of course, like nothing. You know. And so, and then they, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to be reimbursed for all their food for their three hundred and fifty dollars worth of food that went to waste and spoiled and all this stuff. And so. At the time, like I said, at that point, that Airbnb was only six months old. And I think at that time, I still was like a five-star review, maybe 25 reviews, you know, and that's big. That's really big. And Big Bear, Big Bear is a tourist little mountain town. Like there are really no hotels and places to stay. There's literally like one. So every other cabin is an Airbnb. So it's good to buy there because people will definitely Airbnb. But on the other hand, you've got a lot of competition. So like, I want to be the five star, I want to have more reviews, all this stuff. So at that point, the account for that specific, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Like that account was fine. It's one of those things where you have to be like, I know that you're totally taking me right now. And it's such an exposing feeling, you know, like to try to handle it and just be like, okay, I'm going to reimburse you your $350, but we are going to get the appliance repair technician out today. And if they say that it's fine, there's nothing more that I can do during your stay. You know what I mean? So if you want to cancel, if you want to leave, whatever, but I have done everything that I possibly can, you know, for you. So it's that waitress coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's that manager like, you're, you're right. I'm wrong. Let's just like maintain the peace. Cause I, especially, and I got, I would never want to be in the restaurant biz like right now. Right. It's just those reviews are everything, whether it's Airbnb, whether it's Yelp, whether it's where you're eating. I mean, that's the life and the times that we're living in right now, you know, did Airbnb again, want just, you to reimburse them for the groceries or did they not really get involved at all? So I had called Airbnb because this was one of my first big complaints. So I didn't really know like if there was a process. And I thought, I thought this is my business side coming out. I thought that maybe if I call them and let them know I'm having this issue and I do not believe them, what are you going to do for me? How are you going to protect me? Because this is what's happening and I want to document it. And they're like, oh yeah, all the calls are recorded. We're documenting everything, you know. Well, come to, again, fast forward, come to find out. It doesn't really matter. My thought was if you have either a client calling and then the owner calling and there's like a scuffle, in my opinion, maybe like, I don't know, I'd almost cancel out the reviews. Like, just don't let them yeah. tag yeah. me with the one have star. Retaliatory reviews. There's like a, a little fine print to like what can you can get them to like step in. If you listen to my mom's episode, there's an example where we succeeded, but it's just like, for extortion, basically. That's yeah. it. But it's really hard to get him to say something like specific, like that explicitly says that, you know? And she, you know, she's Where you can get yeah. the review taken down if they put something in there. Like She's ostensibly like, no, this is bullshit. The thing, the fridge didn't work, even though you're like, I can prove it did. You know? Right. God, that's so frustrating. Yeah. But I'm sure yeah, things like that happen all the time. I mean, I've had it happen the other way around, too, with a host, actually, in Miami. We had an Airbnb. And we checked out and there's like a lockbox that you put the key in. We put the key back in the lockbox, locked it, left. And the host was like, oh, the key wasn't there. 
And we were like, yeah, we put the key in there. He's like, no, it wasn't there. It was missing. Like, you know, you guys need to send me $100 to replace oh, the key. No. And we were like, well, we put it in there. We don't know. He's like, I have cameras, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, we'll check the, the cameras. cameras. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we ended up just yeah. giving him the 100 bucks. And what? If you would have fought yeah. that, Airbnb would have sided with you. Ransom. Probably, yeah. So that whole thing, I like called and I'm trying to like, you know, again, document things and all. And I did everything what I thought was right. And, you know, at the end of the day, they still had an issue when I paid the 300. I was out 350 bucks and I could prove that the refrigerator is in full working condition and just nothing was done for me. So, I, you know, again, it's not like the crazy party story, but these are the little things that you can expect. Um, the ridiculousness of it, like the stupidity and the ridiculous of somebody bringing a thermometer and being like, refrigerator isn't cold enough, you know, like that's ridiculous, you know, Um I know. I want to see the pictures of yeah. the thermometer in the refrigerator. I will. I'll send I them to us. We'll add it to the our episode. Pro- yeah, our producers will add it to the YouTube version. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, I will send it. And I just, the, it was just, you know, those are the things that people need to know. That you can do everything right and, like, your property could be pristine and everything's good. And there are going to be people that, one, are not happy. They're going to ding your reviews. They're going to come after you for some kind of discount because they're, you know, this, that, the other. It's probably going to continue to get worse in the generation and the age that we're in right now. You know, like because it's such so, a scammer like, generation these yeah. days. Everybody's a scammer now. Is and that is that what you've noticed? Is like you're trying to is it, is it skewed younger in terms of uh, your bad experiences? I'm definitely afraid of of young the younger. Yeah, I mean, yeah. most of the issues that we've heard about are definitely but younger. I'm also guests, afraid of boomer the, guests. Yeah, yeah. Say, usually the boomers, the older guests or the younger guests. Yeah, the older guests expect it to be a hotel when it's not a hotel. Like, so they expect hotel type things, even though, you know, it's an Airbnb. Warm towels. I only trust millennials, basically. The older guests need help help doing all of the easy things. Yeah. You know, like uh, last week I, yeah, last week I had the, you know, like, how do you turn off the ceiling fan? Text at 1030 PM. (laughs) And I was like, the switch by the door. Exactly. At least you're not like, you don't believe that he's just lying to you just to get you to, you know, <laughs> right. just for no, fun. Or, no, I, oh, same one called me and he was like, but how do I drink water? Where are your glasses? And I'm like, we had a review on one of our episodes where we're reading funny reviews where like the guest was mad because nobody explained how to use the kitchen and it was just a regular kitchen like i don't know what type of explanation they were hoping for but imagine what they'd say about the bathroom i know <laughs> and i think i definitely think like, airbnb is like an maybe. industry where people are jumping in more actively more quickly without understanding the hassles that do become behind it yeah so they get freaked out or i have friends who have started airbnbs and they're just like stressed out about it because you can't control humans yeah you can't control how they move yeah. in your space you either own the property or you're paying the rent and they can experience damages, et cetera. So I do think the dark side has to be discussed more because everyone loves to talk about yes. the profit yeah. over everything else. Yes. Oh, it's it's a business. And if you are if you think that you're getting into an Airbnb world and you're not going to have to deal with the business aspect of it, which is not always pleasing people and having to, you know, fight back and stand your ground when people are trying to take you and you know, I, I definitely, I don't know if it's a firstborn thing or what, but I think that I, my natural tendency until I got older was to be a people pleaser. 
And that part of the Airbnb side is like what 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 hurts because one like they don't realize like when I say Rexford's retreat, you know, and I say thank you for you know renting this family owned and operated cabin, like that's for real. And I'm I'm your kids literally helped build it, <laughs> right? Literally. And so when you come in and rip it apart yeah. over nothing, another example, I had a four star review once on my Utah cabin because I didn't have enough. I didn't have enough drawer space. That was the write-up. That, that she didn't have enough drawers. And so I got a four-star. Their clothes, um, all their clothes and puts them in drawers. I have a friend that does that. Like, as soon as she gets to the hotel, she unpacks all of her clothing. <laughs> that is it's so insanity. weird to me. I don't know. I don't, know. I, I don't give you closet access in my house. <laughs> really? At all? Well, long-term guests, I'll give you the code of the, the, the closet, but... Have you had a better experience on other platforms as far as, like, you know, the platform helping you out as a host? Yeah, so I when I first started out, I did a VRBO, Airbnb, and TripAdvisor. Those were the three that I actually were on for like my first cabin. And then once I got the second, mind you, I've got my own real estate team, yeah. you know, that I manage. And then I'm a mom, I homeschool, like all this thing. So when we got the second Airbnb and then definitely the third Airbnb, my logic was I'm just going to do one platform. Even if I like it doesn't help me monetary wise, it just streamlines it for me. One stop shop. And I know that there's a lot more. I actually I'm looking back into platforms. So if you guys have a recommendation of one where they cross talk a little bit better, I'm they all actively suck. looking. Yeah. As far as <laughs> we know. They? But they? they should I don't know if this exists yet, but if not, I should invent it. There should be a platform where like you just put your property into like one thing and it cross like it, oh, it yeah. lists them on all the other platforms and then automatically blocks it yeah. off if it gets listed on one because like a lot of hosts have you know they list it on multiple platforms but they'll end up accidentally getting double booked if like somebody books on two different platforms yeah so sure. i mean they i don't know couple. if that exists they, but that they, should they, be they, a thing i've tried at least one of them and it, mm -hmm. like i couldn't get it set up properly but really? that could definitely be user error <laughs> yeah that, that might have just been you I wanted to find the one. I'm not being rude. I'm trying to find the one that we was we were looking into, and it came up on a few different podcasts. And I have not done any research on it quite yet. Oh man, I'll, I'll see if I can find it while we're talking. It seems to be just that though. Like not only does and because initially when you have like Airbnb and VRBO, at least when I started, and I don't know, I'm, I'm you know this is this is two years ago, so things could change. But the calendars would at least cross talk. You know oh, what I okay. mean. But then I realized that they were only cross-talking like one direction. So like Airbnb to VRBO, you know, so that's so I had a couple double bookings, I had a couple double bookings. I'm like, ah, I don't want to do this. But this platform that I was just looking into in my brain, at least, um, and there's pr pretty positive reviews out there, but the calendars all update. They all talk to each other. And it's like going to like one text thread and one communication thread, yeah. no matter which like one they're coming in on. Right. Yeah. So I feel like I really maybe one of our guests mentioned a platform like this before, but I don't remember. But yeah. If you could yeah. leave our listeners with a, we have our one, well, one of many takeaways, but the main one, you have to be or expecting guests to not always perform at their best, such as the thermometer lady. Okay. <laughs> so if you could leave them with another takeaway, what would it be like? Yeah. What do they need to know for sure before they get back into the game or stay in the game? What do they need to know? Related to one of your stories. So you can use personal experience okay. and Related knowledge. to one of the stories. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of qualifiers. You know, on I, I know. <laughs> I, I feel like she can, pre she can handle it. She's homeschooled <laughs> it her kids. It must have happened between January 1st, 2020. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. 
I'm going to try to end with a positive, okay? I'm going to try to end with a positive because I can sit here and like nitpick, you know, all of the bad experiences, right? And I also feel like, and I also feel like not only the negatives, I mean, again, nitpicking Airbnb and things like that, but I think today's day and age, and the reason why I feel like I'm successful, not only like on the Airbnb side, but in real estate and things like that, it's because the relationships that you build with people. So I know that there's something to be said about disconnecting yourself from your Airbnb and letting it run itself and blah, blah, blah. Just realize the product that you're probably going to be producing is going to be average or middle ground. I really like being involved in mine, and I really like the communication, the relationships that I establish. I like being unique. I like them coming in and seeing a picture of my family in there, like at that specific location. Like, this is us. I have a letter upon arrival that says there's no management company you hear. You've been dealing with the owners themselves. If I'm looking for that five-star review, if there's anything that I could be doing better, you can contact me on this phone number. I think that maintaining a relationship in 2021, 2022, 2023, when we're all like social media driven and things like that, I think is going to be more important than ever. So stop being like that basic middle of the ground Airbnb. Don't be afraid to get in there and be like, who are you? What makes your property unique? Stand out, maintain relationships, have great communication, be there for that personable aspect that makes their stay fun and unique and you'll blow it out of the freaking water. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Now I want a letter when I walk in the house. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Felicia. We really appreciate you coming on. I know. I learned so much. Oh, I think you said you, you have like a little so Friendsgiving fun. to get to, right? We'll let you go drink in your backyard now while we Woo! all... Freeze over here in Atlanta. Wine, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And I know it's late, guys. So thank you so much for having me. It was fun. I'm definitely going to be following you guys. You have a lot of great information. I'll send you the thermometer pick. And I'm going to try to find that platform, that crosstalks. And if it works, I'll be sure to tell you guys. Awesome. Too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great meeting you virtually. Yeah. Counts. Still yeah. Counts. Still counts. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another episode of Once Upon a B&B. This is Maha. This is Ansley. And this is Ian. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Spelled uniquely. S-H-I. <laughs> 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 <laughs>